The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. So this week's episode is one that I'm pretty excited about because it's finally a solo episode, just you and me sitting down and chatting. And this week, we're going to talk about my D2 summer semester. So my first semester as a second year dental student that is just wrapping up as I'm recording this. I only have a couple finals left. I would have recorded it after all the finals are said and done, but I wanted to get this up for you efficiently because I'm going to be out of town the next couple weeks traveling with my family. So this week we're going to be talking about my classes that I took and the things I was involved in, the things I learned, the things I maybe want to do differently next semester. So there's not too much to recap just yet because I'm going to be going through all the classes individually. There's really nothing else to catch you up on for the week. So let's just get into the main episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so first thing we're going to start with is class by class, going through the best parts, the worst parts, and kind of how my grades turned out. Then we're going to get into the clubs that I was involved in, if I started up leadership positions, how that went, what my responsibilities were, and which clubs I'm going to be staying in or maybe joining for this upcoming semester because that's when dues and memberships kind of cycle through again is mid-September. And then we're also going to talk about where my head is at for post-grad. What do I want to do after dental school? What am I expecting? How am I preparing for it? And then we're going to give a mental health and personal little bit of an update because I know that's something I frequently touch on in this podcast here and there. And then lastly, we're going to talk about anything that I want to change or improve upon going into the upcoming semester. So I have mentioned all of the classes for this semester before, but we had around 20 credits, I believe, this semester. Yeah, it looks like 19.5. I'm looking at my list right now. So I'm going to go through each class and tell you some of the highlights, lowlights, if you will. So the first class on here is Dental Pharmacology 2. So this was the third of pharmacology classes that we've had with the exact same professor. And they've all been structured the same where we can either pick track A or track B. Track A is very traditional, midterm, final, that's your grade. Track B is doing projects every week, every couple weeks, and that ends up being your grade. So I have been a track B student for the past three semesters. And this semester was a little bit different because previously we've had a project like every couple weeks and we turn one in, the next week we'd get feedback and then we'd correct it or something like that. But this time they decided to structure it where you turned it in and if you did it 
enough percent to pass you got credit and then on your own time you had to go in and make corrections comparing to their like answer key versus in the past it was graded and then they're like fix this fix that so I think it became a lot for them to manage as like instructors so that's why they ended up just posting an answer key I definitely preferred the more individualized feedback that they used to do but I get it I think that this is still a subject that I need a lot a lot of experience in and to deepen my understanding in I know that LexiComp is available to us in clinic and everything and just seeing different patients during assisting and the medications that they're on we do have a lot of fairly like medical complex patients like patients with very high ASA statuses so I want to prioritize learning the different drugs that a lot of these patients are commonly on and their dental considerations I guess going forward because that's something I still don't feel super confident in. The next class is treatment planning and that kind of goes along with that topic of assisting and drugs and perio and all these other classes. It really ties together a lot of the classes that we've taken so far and a lot of the classes that we're taking this past semester, this summer semester that we just finished. So our assignments and our final ultimately revolved around cases of course because we're treatment planning they started out a little bit easier and then they got more complex with patients with different medical conditions taking a lot of different medications and then we also had to practice inputting several of these treatment plans into my dent which is our version of axiom at our dental school so that class i felt like was extremely extremely important and very beneficial to my learning and I'm really glad that we took it and I think that we have more treatment planning classes up until graduation d4 year and they just get more and more complex and more and more responsibility on us to understand and perform and provide these treatment plans versus this semester it was really just dipping our toes in and they guided us a lot and gave us a lot of feedback and weren't expecting us to understand and know everything yet because we are just getting started. The next class is neoplasia, and I think this is the hardest class of the semester for me. It is very tough. Neoplasia is just any, basically like cell growth, any abnormal cell growth. So it could be malignant or or benign. It doesn't necessarily mean oral cancer by any means, but there are so many, probably hundreds, types of abnormalities that are possible in the oral region but we even learn about like oral pharyngeal cancers and basically anything neck up we have learned about in this class and it's a lot of information and I similar to pharmacology I'm just working on grasping all of it trying to for sure hone in on the things that are most common and being able to recognize those being able to come up with differential diagnoses are I think the most important thing that we can gain from this class and something that I'm still working on to understand okay I see these types of clinical manifestations what might it be and maybe listing out four things and then you perform just different tests diagnostic tests to cross things out to eliminate them and then you kind of end up on the exact diagnosis the next class is periodontology one so we've had several perio classes we've had one for pretty much every semester except for our very first semester of dental school this was my fourth semester that i just finished up by the way we have 12 
three every year. So D1 fall, spring, and now D2 summer, we've all had perio classes. But this one is finally more into patient information more so and actual health of patients versus the earlier ones were, I don't want to say anatomical, but more like physiology, anatomy, cellular, histology, epithelial <laughs> levels of perio and this was more looking at different disease conditions and how that affects perio the advancement of gingivitis stages into eventually periodontitis different treatment planning options so again you'll notice this with all of our curriculum it's just getting more and more dental specific more and more patient care centered as in compared to when you start dental school it's a lot of general information that might be similar to what people are taking in med school pa school PT school, pharmacy school, it's just kind of general healthcare info versus now that we're getting further along, we're finally, finally getting more and more dental specific, more and more treatment specific, more and more specific into learning about what could be happening with each unique patient that comes into it, which I just think is very exciting and it kind of gives me that little spark that I need to keep pushing through because obviously having 20, 25, 28, and then 20 again credits every semester is draining. And I also, just throwing this in there, our professor that we have for Perio, who's also one of the professors for treatment planning this semester, is one of my favorites at the school. His name is Dr. Richards, so I really enjoyed taking this class with him. The next class is Applied Biomaterials, and if you listened to previous episodes for this semester and also past semesters. This is our third biomaterials class and I was nervous about how it would go because the first two classes were taught by one professor that just didn't necessarily click with me and I didn't perform too well in those classes. I think I got like a low B and a high C. And this semester though, I haven't taken the final yet, but the midterm went very well and we have a different assortment of professors. So I think that they just click better with my learning style and maybe their slides are more clear, who knows, but this class has been better. We learned a lot about like impression materials, different materials for prosthetics. So like porcelain fused to metal crowns and what all options are for that, what the different, like I said, materials are and comparing their strengths and weaknesses in terms of how they're going to hold out for a patient, what types of situations would they be better at or worse at. So that's something that I kind of wish I gave more time and attention to this semester, but just because of the fact that it's just a midterm and a final, it did kind of fall to the back burner a little bit just because there isn't assignments or anything forcing you to work on it every week versus some of these other classes were more time consuming. So I think that that's something I'm just going to pick up more information on as we start working on those topics in SimLab when we're doing crown stentures, bridges, and then also in our fixed pros class this next semester, which is a little preview into next semester's classes, which I will be reading off once D2 fall actually starts for you guys. Next is Comprehensive Care Clinic. So that class is building upon all of our Comprehensive Care Clinic classes that we have had since the very first semester of dental school. It's basically your clinic class. So you start out early dental school learning how to assist on your classmates. You start learning how to do head and neck exams, taking blood pressure. This semester, 
that involved some more things like assisting. Assisting was the main thing. We had to assist 17 times. I got most of mine done fairly early in the semester, and I personally really liked assisting the same few D4s. As you would assume, D4s just know more of what's going on than D3s because this is their first semester in clinics as the providers. But I also enjoyed assisting D3s because they had a lot of new patient exams. And I think new patient exams are one of the very best things to assist on in dental school when you're just getting started because, like I've been mentioning, every single patient is so different. Their medical histories are so different. And it's very interesting to see and listen to the faculty and the student dentists kind of collaborate and come up with a plan, come up with diagnoses, and when the patient is being examined by the student dentist, you're able to also kind of take a look and see if you catch anything that the student dentist didn't, or just check that you noticed something that they did. So I think it's a really good way to kind of check your understanding, engage where you're at, because Technically, we should be able to do new patient exams based on all of the other training that we've had working on each other. So if you don't feel comfortable with it or if you are missing things, if you're running through the steps in your head and the student dentist does something that you would have forgotten, that's kind of a red flag in your head. Oh, I can't forget that when I'm doing this for real. So I just have really enjoyed new patient exams, but I also saw a lot of cool crown cases, restorations, and just I think the best thing about assisting is listening to the faculty talk to the students because they have such good wisdom to share of course with all their years of experience. The next thing that we can talk about is oral medicine and radiology. So these are both rotational based courses if you will. So oral medicine was just a one-time thing. We went into ACE lab which is the advanced clinical education laboratory which is another training facility I guess for dental students before they're actually in clinic so we use sim lab is like one giant room and then ace lab is connected to it on the other side of the building and that one has more like a mini clinic so it has real chairs where patients would sit it is like the exact same setup as a cubicle in clinic versus sim lab you have your tiny bench and your mannequin head so they're kind of different but oral med was just doing a head and neck exam and taking blood pressure so nothing too complicated especially because as the assistant in clinic you take blood pressure pretty much every single time and then radiology we had four rotations this semester and we had a handful of requirements for d2 year as a whole i already finished all my requirements for d2 year just in this summer semester if that gauges how busy we are for you so i think we had to do three fmx's which are full mouth x-rays we had to do five successful sets of bite wings which is two pictures on each side and then we had to do three successful pans which is the panoramic machine that spins around you and pretty much you'd show up for your rotation and there would be four ish dental students of us d2s on one clinic side and then there'd be four dental students assigned to the other clinic because we have east and west clinics in our school and then there would be the staff faculty that is in charge of the radio clinic one on each side who's just kind of overseeing everything and swiping checking off your work your x-rays letting you know if you need to do a retake letting you know if you're not approved to do a retake and they have to take it and just kind of checking everything because we are in a learning stage of course and then there sometimes was D4 mentors which was really great of my three sessions I only had one that had a D4 mentor unfortunately they ideally wanted mentors at all of them but 
Of course, that's based on D4 interest and participation, which you can imagine a lot of them waited till the end of the semester to get their mentoring requirements in. So it was my last session of the semester that had a mentor, which isn't as helpful, you know, because I'd already been there three times. So I felt more confident by then. It would have been nice to have a mentor the first session. But the way that the staff kind of counterbalanced us not having mentors is like I said, there was four of us. So they let us pair up, which I thought was so helpful. So it was me and another D2 every time working on one patient so we would be doing whatever that patient needed these are new patients coming into the dental school through our PACE P-A-E-S department which is kind of like our intake department they just do like go over your general medical history what you're kind of looking for why you're at the dental school and then based on what x-rays you have sent from previous providers we know we need to take at our school because they won't see you at our school unless you have all of your x-rays Um, up to date so we take whatever they need at that point so for most people that was like bite wings or an fmx or a pan or an assortment of that which is why it was pretty easy to get all of our requirements done and our requirements aren't just to complete it our requirements are to complete it successfully and pass so that means you can only have one retake for any like frame that you're taking for the whole set so it's a little bit difficult but as long as you're kind of working with someone and you check before you walk away and press the sensor if you just check that everything is aligned right you should be fine and not need a retake if you know kind of what features you have to have in each frame and you also have to mount them correctly before you present it to the faculty staff there that's pretty much everything for radio I'm still not like confident confident but I'm a lot more comfortable than I used to be and another thing with radio is you can also get those requirements when you're assisting which is something I did as well so if you're assisting someone and they need an FMX you can take it for that student dentist that you're assisting and get the requirements that way and we were pretty busy when we were on rotation we would have maybe four or five patients come through in like the three hour time span which I guess doesn't seem like that many but if you're doing an FMX they can take a long time since we're so new at everything The next thing on our class schedule for this semester was grad perio assisting. Certain students did two of these and certain students did one of these. I was one of the people that only had one this semester. So it was really cool. I think I mentioned it in an intro of episodes a few episodes ago when it actually was like happening. But basically grad perio is the residency program to specialize in periodontics at our school. So we go up into that clinic and assist And for me, I assisted on like five different patients in the three hours that I was there, but that's because they were perio maintenance, like recall exams or new patient exams. And one was kind of an emergency consultation where they just came in with a problem and they wanted the dentist to take a look at it. And for me, I didn't see any surgery. Some people saw implant surgeries or bone grafting, things like that, which hopefully with my next assist next semester... I will be able to see some surgery. They also are very like friendly there and once you kind of assist someone you can totally ask them for their email or their contact and then get their schedule and go assist them extra beyond what we were assigned. That's something that's kind of in the back of my mind that I would love to do but I was just so busy and had so much going on this semester as you can imagine that I didn't ever actually get around to doing that but that's kind of a mental possible goal going forward but basically I just saw really really crazy 
calculus, like the most calculus I have ever, ever seen, the deepest pockets recorded I had ever, ever seen, vacation involvement, all these things that we learn about, just like to the extreme. And that makes sense that these patients are being seen in grad perio compared to VICS, V-I-C-S. VICS is our undergrad clinic and in dental school. Undergrad refers to us, dental students. Grad refers to people in specialty programs. So we're the undergrad clinic, even though we are all dental students and completed our bachelor's degrees. <laughs> it was a little confusing to me at first. So that was that. And then another thing that we did this semester that isn't marked in here that I do want to mention is digital impressions and traditional impressions. So we had rotation labs and ACE as well for both of those. So we had traditional impressions where we took alginate impressions on each other as well as on typodonts at first to learn those sessions were really great because we did have a bunch of D4 mentors there. So you were paired up with one student, of course, you could take impressions on each other and you had a mentor for each of your pairings, which was really good, like one-on-one advice and learning. And those were trickier than I expected them to be. It's really hard to get all the vestibules and just to capture everything that you need in an impression. And it's also very uncomfortable. It's good that they make us do this because it makes you more sympathetic with patients, understanding that it is very uncomfortable to have alginate like pouring down the back of your throat and can really mess with people's gag reflexes. So it was important that we do these things. And eventually we're going to do like stab lab, which is learning how to give anesthesia injections to each other. It's one, of course, fair that we learn on each other before we just practice on a patient. But it's also important that we practice on each other so that we have sympathy for patients in these situations and uncomfortable situations. And then, like I said, we did traditional. That was the alginate impressions. And then we also did digital impressions. And again, I've kind of mentioned some of these things in intros, just like weekly what's been going on for the podcast episodes. But we used... Again, type it on set first to kind of learn how to use the machines, and then we worked on each other's mouths. So we used the Omnicam software first, and that was scanning the type on both full arches and the bite to get the digital model made. And then we also were able to use Prime Scan, which is the newer software that our school has gotten, the newer systems. And those are the ones they actually use up in clinic now, since it's like the best quality and technology that we have in our building. And I use that only a little bit just because I don't have as many machines for the teaching portion of our building, which is totally fair. But that was really cool. And it's like a lot harder than you'd expect because you have to be moving at the exact perfect speed, be kind of rocking your wrist in just the right way. That way you capture all aspects of the tooth and then you have to go back over it and get anything you missed. And the more time that you spend scanning it the bigger the file is which means it has a harder time saving and downloading and sending so I'm excited to work on digital impressions going forward with patients I know we have several requirements for it when we're actually in clinic so I'm looking forward to actually doing that with real patients and real cases and seeing what kind of results I can get the next class that we can talk about is selective so for me I am in the selectives pathway, not the immersion pathway. Immersion means research. Selectives means elective classes. That's just something that University of Michigan does is the pathways program. So my selective for this semester was mini rotations, which is traditionally during non-COVID normal life, mini rotations through all the grad clinics at our school, all the specialty clinics, which would have been awesome. But 
with COVID, we had a few virtual rotations where we learned about the specialties from different people practicing in the specialties, but we did also get to do two off-site rotations. One was at Washtenaw Community College, a local community college nearby that has a dental assisting program. So we learned more about dental assisting, four-handed dentistry, proper posture and ergonomics, and we were able to drill a little bit and fake do anesthesia on just a mannequin head so that was kind of fun because we didn't have any sim lab this semester so it was nice to pick up a drill for at least a little moment and then the other mini rotation external portion was at a lab a dental lab where they make all of the prosthetics that you can think of so they make the crowns, the bridges, the dentures, and they do both digital and traditional styles. So it was really interesting to see how everything got fabricated in the different ways, depending what kind of files they received, whether they were digital or whether they received physical impressions that they then had to pour up and mount and put everything together. And there was a huge team of people, probably like 40 employees sitting there painting, waxing, doing everything that's involved to make dental products that just magically poof appear at dental practices so it was good to get a deeper understanding for that and kind of some appreciation for all of the hard work that goes into creating dental prosthetics because it is not an easy task and it is not something that just anyone can do next is behavioral science practicum so we've had behavioral science for the past two semesters and this is the same professor teaching it again This is the only class this whole semester that we had live on Zoom. Every other class was asynchronous Zoom pre-recorded things, unless it was, like I said, a rotation, assisting, something like that. But this was the only class that was a live Zoom. It was like on Monday afternoons, and it was the same faculty we've always had, plus Dr. Richards that I mentioned, who's one of my faves, as I keep saying. But we took everything we'd learned from the past two behavioral science classes, like actual psychology and understanding patients from different backgrounds, things like that, and applied it, which is why it's called behavioral science practicum. So we were instructed on different patient situations. So we had to deliver an oral cancer diagnosis. We had to work on smoking cessation counseling. We had to work on diet counseling. We had to work on oral hygiene instruction, both doing a brushing demonstration and doing a flossing demonstration and for all those things we were critiqued on it we had to do a recording and then they gave us feedback so it was good practice I wish we could have done it sitting in a clinic chair it would have felt more real it was just like me and my roommate in our living room like recording it so I would have preferred to be in a clinic setting but it wasn't terrible it was good to kind of draw everything together that we've done so far and kind of see where our skills and knowledge have progressed to The next class are our three systems classes. Thank goodness we are almost done with systems classes now. We have one left of all the ones that we've taken, only one left for fall semester coming up, but we had three more this semester. The first two were cardiovascular system and respiratory system. Those were in the first half of the semester, so they've been done for a couple months now. And then the one that we were just tested on this past Monday was genitourinary system. I don't have too much to say about these. They're pretty hard, but they're just, you kind of get numb to the systems classes after we've taken so many because we've taken, I probably won't even remember all of them, but we've taken nervous system, musculoskeletal system, um, I don't know, we've taken a lot, and they're always really hard, and they're always different faculty and stuff, so you kind of just 
get numb to it and aren't even really phased by the fact that there's a surplus of information more than we would ever, ever, ever need to know as dentists. Way more in depth than we're ever going to need to know. But the one pro of a lot of the systems classes is they're going over stuff that you may have gone over in other classes. So they're systems based. So there might be a cardio lecture on pharmacology, a cardio lecture on histology. So there's some things that we might have learned that week in our actual pharmacology class or that we learned our first semester of anatomy. We learned our first semester of histology. So it does draw on things that you've learned before, which I guess is nice because it's not your first time hearing things, but they just go way more in depth than you're ever going to need to know as a dentist. But I suppose it is good background information to have as healthcare providers. And those classes I've done okay in, I got an A in cardiovascular system and a B in respiratory system, still awaiting my grade for GU, which I'm assuming is going to be like an A or B as well. Then as for all my other classes, I think pretty much everything I should have an A in except maybe an A minus for the perio class and then neoplasia the one that I said is probably the hardest class this semester I am not sure how my grade's going to finish up I have a B plus right now but TBD how this final is going to go I'm very nervous for it so it could go down but honestly this is one of my best semesters academic wise so far maybe it's because it's less credits I'm not sure but That is the recap for all of the classes academic-wise. Wowza, that was long. The rest of the episode shouldn't be as in-depth, but I hope it's interesting for you guys to learn about what we're doing in dental school and maybe comparing your own dental school experience or thinking about what to focus on during your undergrad classes so maybe you can remember just a little bit extra to make dental school just a scooch easier. So next we're going to talk about clubs and extracurriculars, leadership, things like that. Which clubs was I in still this summer semester? So like I said, club involvement goes September to September. So we still have a few more months left of the past year of dues. So I'm still a member of AAWD and I've been acting as the vice president for this whole semester. And through that role, I've just kind of been helping everyone with anything that they need. So we had some introductory events for the D1s. We had a fun bonfire social where most of the women from the D1 class came, which was really cool to get to meet so many people. And then we had a little happy hour at one of the local Mexican restaurants and we're planning a bunch of things for fall, specifically a speaker series. So I've been working with the president and our professional development chair to get that rolling. We're hoping to have like one speaker every semester from various specialties. And then of course, general dentistry. And then we're also trying to plan a suture workshop. So obviously I'm going to continue staying involved in AEWD since I do have a leadership role going into the new year. And then we have ASDA. So I am involved in ASDA, our Michigan chapter at our school, and then also our ASDA District 6, which covers five of the dental schools in the Midwest. So as the district role, I don't know if I'm going to be staying involved with this when elections roll around again. I didn't start this role until around April, though, so I would still be doing it most of D2 year. It's not that it's like too much work. It's just It feels very disconnected because it is a district role and it is between a bunch of people at a bunch of different schools. It's just hard to get everyone on board and to get things happening. And yeah, I just don't know if it's like serving me correctly. But for that, I am editorial chair. So I just have to put together a newsletter um, going out probably in the winter semester. So just kind of combining information that all the different 
chairs from the different departments tell me about. So whether it's pre-dental or advocacy or wellness or talking about our District 6 conference that's going to be coming up, all that needs to kind of get compiled, which I haven't done much for that yet just because our trustee doesn't want that to go out until the winter. But the one thing I do do is our Instagram. So that is through the communications and design position that I have, which I do really enjoy Instagram. But like I said, it just feels a little disconnected. So that's something that we're working on is trying to make things feel more connected, make people more excited about district level involvement. And I think that going into this new year with the District 6 conference, that's really going to help getting to see everyone in person, getting to meet everybody, getting a lot of good content, hopefully, for Instagram and everything. Hopefully, that will just get a little bit better. But so far, that role has not been my favorite. And then for the chapter, I'm in kind of a hazy area because there's two levels of our chapter leadership. There's the general leadership level and then there's the core executive board. So I'm a part of both right now because in September we do elections for the general roles. So when I joined the D1, I was elected as a pre-dental liaison and the pretty much only thing that we do for that is planning the pre-dental boot camp which happened a few weeks ago here in the summer hopefully some of you were able to attend but that is usually an in-person event with various speakers and faculty at the dental school talk about admissions a talk from dental students student panel hands-on activities and then we had to do it over zoom this year so everything minus the hands-on portion and that happens usually in June or July. So my role essentially is done for that now, but technically I have that role until September. However, the elections for the core board, which is the highest up, I guess you would say, six people, so president, vice president, me being lunch and learn coordinator, secretary, and then our advocacy person which I guess is five people sorry but that's the core board and it's been really great I have loved this position that's something that we got elected to around April so I've already been able to meet with so many cool people through it like different people from corporate dental so whether that be Heartland Dental, Aspen Dental, Pacific Dental, um, then the actual Michigan Dental Association and I think that lunch and learn coordinator is a position that suits me well just because I engage with a lot of people through this podcast and through social media that I'm able to make connections with and then bring on to speak to our students. But lunch and learns are one of the ways that our chapter makes money because people that are speaking will sponsor the event and give members like a gift card or food or something of the sort. So that's kind of what my role is for that and I'll be doing that until April and then I'll either apply again for that position and hopefully get reelected or apply for a new core executive board position I'm kind of unsure which of those I'll do oh no sorry just popped into my head there are six the sixth position is the treasurer of course but um we'll see what I end up applying for next April but I'm definitely going to stay involved in our as a chapter and as the district we will just have to see how the rest of this year goes as for Alpha Omega, the dental fraternity, I thought about not staying involved in it my D2 year just because nothing really happened during my D1 year and the fraternities are a bit more expensive, but I decided to give it a chance one more year and get involved, give it my all, try to make it 
what I want it to be, if that makes sense. And I'm part of the D1 transition committee now. So it's not a role that's very time consuming by any means. And it's not a role that's a lot of pressure or where if something goes wrong, it falls back on me. It's not that kind of thing, which I appreciate. But all I've really had to do is help out with transitional and educational events for the D1s. So we did an academic preview where we did a Zoom going through all of their classes individually and providing our tips. And then we also had a mock tooth ID using scanned teeth through Sketchfab because that's how their tooth ID for dental anatomy is tested is virtually. So we gave them a mock version of that. And then I'm still in Christian Dental Association, CDA. There are a few conferences going on this year and I think for both of them, I just happen to have conflicting events going on, so I don't think I'll be making them, but we do our bi-weekly Bible studies, and we have small groups, and we had such good participation so far from the D1s, so many people wanting to be involved in this community, so it makes me very happy, and I'm hoping that the organization can continue being a really positive part of my dental school experience and many other people's dental school experience as we go forward. And that's the reason that I signed up to be a leader, which started again this past summer semester was my first time officially transitioning into the leadership role, which pretty much just means that I help lead Bible studies and handle like I'm kind of have the treasurer role, like I'm managing the bank account. And we kind of all take equal responsibility for certain things there's three of us that are leaders another d2 in my class and then a d3 but that would be sending out all the emails meeting with the midwest director meeting with our kind of chapter adult guidance woman she's amazing i keep forgetting how i would describe her role but she just is there to help us basically and then there's also national leadership meetings sometimes as well so that's kind of what i do for cda And then I'm still a general member for Academy of General Dentistry and for Special Care Dentistry Association. I was thinking I wouldn't re-enroll as Special Care Dentistry just because there wasn't too many activities going on, but it is also the only organization that I've been able to find volunteering opportunities through. And since it's only like $20 or $25, I might end up just staying in it again for D2 year, seeing how it goes, and then making my decision going forward for D3 and D4 if I want to stay in it. But I'm definitely staying a member of Academy of General Dentistry, AGD. Hopefully I can go to their national conference as well, which is going to be in Orlando this year. And then the next thing is special care, not special care dentistry, SPDL. It's Scholars Professional Leaders Development, something like that. It's basically a leadership book club between several of us students and also a handful of faculty. So this past semester, we read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Every semester, we vote as a group on what book we want to read, and then they divide it up into four or five chunks, and then we meet every couple weeks to discuss the certain chapters that we were supposed to read. So I'm definitely going to stay involved in that because I think that reading is good for the mind, and it's a good way to get to know faculty too. Okay, the next thing that I wanted to discuss is what am I thinking about for after dental school? So I've mentioned general dentistry residency, AEGD kind of seems appealing to me. And for a while here, I've been mentally preparing, I would say, for the fact that I may do a residency, just because I didn't want to be disappointed, if you will, if I didn't find a good job right after dental school or if I didn't feel fully prepared right after dental school but 
going into this next semester, I've decided to shift my mindset. Time is going to tell what I actually end up doing and I don't think that anything I do the next three years is going to change whether or not I'm working or doing a residency right when I graduate. But what I think will change and can be affected is my patient care skills. And I think that by mentally preparing for doing a residency, I'm doing myself a disservice because in my mind, I'm thinking a residency is a little bit of a cushion. There's still other dentists there to help guide you and help with your treatment planning and help answer questions. So I'm trying to now shift my mindset to being prepared that the day I graduate, I'm going to start in a practice and kind of be alone and be forced to make every single decision by myself. And the only reason I'm going to start thinking like that is just to force myself to really think through every single clinical situation and not let myself rely on faculty, not let myself be scared to make a statement, to make a diagnosis, to make a treatment plan on my own. Of course, everything's still going to be checked over by faculty before it can happen, but it's all about your mindset. I've realized through assisting and through talking to D4s that you really want to fully, fully have thought through everything before you call over faculty and to say, I think it's this because this. I know it's not this and this because of these and these things and then go from there. So that is kind of my new mindset I'm going to work on is mentally preparing that when I graduate, I need to be ready to treat patients completely on my own. Not necessarily because that's what's going to happen, but I need to kind of trick myself into thinking that That way I get the very, very most out of my clinic experience at dental school. So that's kind of where I'm at with residency versus working post-grad. It's more of a mindset thing for me right now. And I don't think I'm really going to know what's going to happen until I'm applying for jobs and applying for residencies during that fourth year. As for updates with mental health, personal, friends, all of that, I would say that just personal updates finally moved out of my apartment. My apartment was fine. It had a few little kinks here and there of things breaking and it was just very dark, which I noticed now that I've moved out of it. We were like half in a basement. So I think that the new house that we're moving into at the end of this month is just going to be really great for me because it's obviously more spacious, a house compared to an apartment, but also has massive windows and I have a very bright bedroom and I just think we're really going to enjoy having more natural light. I know that seems kind of silly, but if you're someone that spends a lot of time at home, I think you can appreciate how impactful natural light is on your mood, on your productivity, on your waking up early in the morning, all of these things. I'm really looking forward to that just on a little random update. As for friends, I would say on the same note of moving into this new place with a few more roommates, I'm just optimistic. Meeting new people, doing more things, seeing more of Ann Arbor, hopefully if Delta variant doesn't get too, too crazy, things will continue to stay open and we can continue trying new restaurants, bars, football games are coming up. I have season tickets. I probably won't go to every game just because I have other plans for fall weekends as well. Might be going to a concert, might be going to graduation. My undergrad is doing in-person graduation for us 2020 grads. So there's a chance my friend group might go back to Michigan State just to kind of go to the bars again and see a little reunion of everybody that's kind of spread out now and have everyone get together, but who knows. Basically, a lot of fun plans on the weekends for fall, which is kind of exciting. A little, I guess, downside though with 
mental health and everything was knowing that we're going to be online again for lectures in the fall. Super, super, super disappointing just because I don't have as much self-motivation as I'd like these days with lectures, like staring at my laptop all day, every day for YouTube, for podcasting, for lectures, for fun, like when you're watching Netflix and things, I just, it's hard to separate what's relaxing time, what's work time, what's other time, if it's all just staring at your laptop. So I was a little disappointed that we're not going to be going into lectures in person. However, this is kind of jumping ahead to something that I want to do differently in D2 fall is that I want to make a commitment to myself to spend one full day a week, like a nine to five on campus doing my schoolwork. So that would mean waking up, putting on my scrubs, packing a lunch, going to campus, doing school, quote unquote, in person, even though I'll still be alone. I have some of my classmates that do that and I absolutely absolutely admire them they do that nearly every single day and they seem to be functioning a lot better with online classes so I think that will allow me to feel a lot more fulfilled and get more things done and this commitment in my head would be days outside of the days that I'm already assigned for assisting or for like sim lab and things so we will see how that goes I live a bit further from the school now so I can see me making excuses and not getting myself onto campus but that is right now something I would like to do. So in future episodes, I can update you if I actually did that or not. But that's pretty much all the updates for D2 summer semester, breakdown of all my classes, how things went, and I'm looking forward to the semester ahead. So that is everything for this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed. Next week, we'll be joined by Dr. Wasim. He is a dental school graduate from University of Michigan as well a few years ago, and he has his own private general dentistry practice. So we get a lot of really great insight into ins and outs of general dentistry, practice ownership, things and advice that I have not had mentioned on this podcast before. So it's definitely worth listening to. With all that being said, I will talk to you next Monday.